rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo. Hi. It's Tara Devlin. Welcome to hell. Welcome to another day in the last days of the American Republic. It's an interesting time. I often think of the people who lived in the last days of the Roman Republic. We have some of, we actually have some of the, I mean, we have the writings of Cicero, who, who wrote about what it was like to watch the, his Republic die. But um, yeah, there'll be a lot of people eventually pouring over maybe even this show as they study the end of the American Republic. And I, I really believe that um, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be considered very fondly in the light of history. And I often say, mark these words, eventually, and probably in our lifetime, those who supported Twitler will only speak of their support in, in shamed whispers, right? But um, that's only if we win, only if we get it back, um, which is kind of up in the air right now. So, okay, before we, we begin, hi, everyone. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. If, in case you're just stopping by, you just found us, we hang out here every, every week. And then the show is replayed on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great liberal radio station or podcast hub. And where else? SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. So please give the show a review. Become a patron. I want to thank all the patrons who are... Uh, I mean, you're really the early adopters in this thing. We, we're, and I'm pushing the patron thing. So, because eventually we want to make this show a daily show. And if you're supporting this show, and you're not just supporting, if you, if you want to, if you're just, if you, what am I trying to say? You're supporting not just this show as a patron, you're supporting the work that is done at RDT Daily, uh, the independent liberal media. And that's what we need. We need an independent liberal media because the corporate media is a friggin' disgrace and part of the problem. So if without shows like this, without not just this show, obviously, Bob Kincaid, Mike Malloy, all the independent liberal talkers, we're, it's, we're sliding down quicker than I'd like to think. So... Um, and I like to, I don't want to imagine, I don't want to imagine a world without this kind of programming, the freedom to do this kind of programming. But the, uh, the, the, the problem really is that we have so many, uh, there's the, the machine is really against us uh, in general. The, uh, the, and I mean, not just, I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about true dr democracy breaking out getting back uh, a a government of by and for the people maybe not even getting it back uh, building it from uh, finally finally realizing the dreams of our founders 
right? Okay, and we know who, they were racists and hypocrites and all that. But um, so we, let me just say that we understand that they were products of their time. So we're products of our time, and this and this time is uh, we're called to step up to the plate here and do something. Because we do we want to be the people that just stood back, and and we're not because we you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this show if you were somebody that was sitting on the sidelines. That's, that's really the truth. So it's the other people. It's your friends, your family, your Trump voting uncle. These are the people we need to reach. So do me a favor. Give the show a like. Give the show. Subscribe. You know, all that stuff. You guys will help us grow. And we, we can stay in the fight because I don't know if you watch, if you, if you watch the corporate media, like I do sometimes, um, you'll understand just how desperate we need the independent liberal media. I was, of course, you know, whatever, throughout, throughout my day, I have different things. I listen to a lot of things, a lot of things I like to do. I'm not always, uh, listening to politics or but, um, I, but I have to stay informed, obviously. But I also enjoy history, so I listen to a lot of books on tape and whatnot as I'm working, or I watch uh, a lot of the great courses. I love those because uh, yeah. But and even that is sort of like studying for this, getting prepared for what we're doing here. Because if you don't know history, then you're a dumbass. You're you're doomed to vote Republican. Basically, because it's there. That's what's really so shocking about the Republicans to me, on top of everything else, that they are so easily duped by the oldest tricks in the book. They're constantly falling into the same traps that and the reason we study history is because not, not just because it's interesting, which I find it very interesting, but it's so we can avoid these pitfalls, right? That's what you would think. But I, watching Trump at his Nuremberg rallies and all of the morons cheering as he's not, making not even veiled threats against uh, uh, migrants, saying that basically giving tacit permission for morons to shoot people who are, who are fleeing oppression, who, are, who want to come here to have some of that freedom in this nation of immigrants. You know, I'd rather have I, a, a million refugees in this country than one Trump supporter. Let's, let's get rid of, let's trade, because I, I want people who, you know, don't you think that they would add value to the country? They come, they, they, in a country that appreciates, they open the door and say, come in, you're safe. You're, uh, you're part of our family, this melting pot. You're, you're finally home. What kind of a productive member of society would that be? It would be, it, it, that's the American dream right there. But not with these tiny ass freaks, these, these small minded morons that are led by the most stupid person ever to squat in the White House. The, uh, and how do you follow somebody that is such a moron? He can't even spell. Every day is another, is another tirade on Twitter of misspelled tweets tr protecting his own ass from his own problems, his mistakes, his crimes. 
all his life, there's somebody, there he is, the taker. You know, Republicans are always saying, oh, makers and takers. I, uh, uh, these rich assholes are supposed to be the, 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 the makers. The, they are the biggest takers, especially Donald Trump, who we found out. I mean, we, and we know this already. As, uh, as it came out, the New York Times report about that they got their hands on 10 years of Trump's tax returns in the 90s, that he was the, he lost the most money than any, than any other American in this entire country, this taker, this, this useless, this, this person who has absolutely no head for business. At all. He's the worst business person. I'm not good at business. At least I know. You know, that's the difference between somebody who's insane and somebody who's sane. Uh, that you, sane, sane people know their limitations. Insane people don't. That's Donald Trump. And he is the so-called president. He doesn't know. That's because he is sick. He doesn't know his limitations, that he has no business being anywhere near the Oval Office. But his morons put him there. The same idiots. I mean, maybe they were guzzling too many Trump Network vitamins. They weren't approved by the FDA. But not that that matters for the, you know, I guess that's big government. You know, why don't these big, you know, these, these Trump supporters, they hate government, right? Supposedly. That's the government that the, the founders that they supposedly love so much, that that's the government that they created. That so many of the patriots, the, the Minutemen that these idiots like to dress up as, you remember with their tea bags hanging off their stupid tri-cornered hats, they know nothing, right? Except, but, uh, you know, looking like idiots, and making the us look like idiots to the entire world. But, you know. Oh, my God. So how, how does it happen that a, somebody who, who lost more money than any, any other human being in America um, is the so-called president? How does it happen? Because there's the, 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 the what is it, the government, the, the system was rigged, systematically rigged, over time, periodically, one step at a time, by money, by the power of money, organized money, did it to us. And they gave us Twitter. They don't care. They don't care. And they are solidifying um, the, they're solidifying plutocracy, oligarchy. That's what they want. That's the end game here. That's why, I, what was I, when I'm thinking about what I'm going to talk about, I mean, there's just so many things going on, as every week, it's the same story, there's so many things, but uh, it's really uh, what's going on, the, you know, Trump, uh, the, his taxes, some of his taxes are released, and we know exactly, uh, we knew what we were going to see, but of course, they, they're saying that's fake news. And also, the other thing that's fascinating is that the Republicans are saying that that is proof just what a great businessman he is because he sucks at business. You see, this is like every day is opposite day in the Republican bizarro world we live in. Now, when you suck at business, you're a friggin' genius at business in, the, in Republican bizarro world. When you lose billion a billion dollars then you're a genius you're a super genius I, it's because you have absolutely no shame 
and will exploit the system. That, that's why this, this guy, this, this Trump monster, was, when his father was dying, he was uh, obsessed with getting his father to turn over power of attorney to Trump himself, to Twitler, the, you know, tw- the son. He wanted uh, control because he wanted to manipulate his father's estate so he could funnel more money into his own pockets. That's what he was concerned with. And his father said, this doesn't smell right or something, and he didn't do it because he didn't trust his own son, his own slithery, slippery, slimy son who couldn't care that his father is dying, that he wants his money. Joe, he wants his money. That's about it. That's all that matters. So this great titan of industry sat around in Trump Tower on a, on a budget, giving the, the banks gave him a budget. So he could not get a legitimate bank loan because he bankrupted every business that he ever touched. And that is why he is a sycophant he, 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 uh, of the Russian oligarchy. Now, look at when, you know, when I was talking about um, just a couple minutes ago about what, what I wanted to call the show, that the Republicans drag us back to the dark ages. That is it. That's the, that's the end game here. Don't be fooled, right? The Republicans hate democracy. They hate America. They hate everything we stand for. That's why they're so busy trying to change our founding, uh, like, for instance, the, um, the Immigration and Naturalization Service. They changed the mission statement. In the, in the mission statement of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, they used to say, that we uh, that the United States is a nation of immigrants. They ch- they took that out. They took that statement out of there. So they they're really fundamentally trying to change who we think we are. And and um, I'm sorry. I don't care unless you're a Native American. You are somewhere. Your your family came here from another place. But. The of course it doesn't matter as long as you're white you can they that they'll welcome you with open arms that this is it's really about brown people and that's why Republicans are so easily duped by their by their moral failings just just like how Twitler is easily manipulated by his failings A.K.A. greed that's why he's he is a perfect puppet of Putin. They don't have to really work hard to to make him, to get him to do their bidding. They he'll he'll willingly do it. He uh, he wants to be like Putin. I, I don't know if you guys probably saw the tweet years ago of Twitler was tweet. This is before he was Twitler. Tweeted that can can Putin be my best friend? This is what he tweets out. He's a he's an embarrassment. To, to dignity, decency, and democracy. He's an embarrassment. Take him. Go, Putin. Take him. Take him to your country. We don't want him here. But um, the, the, we don't, the normal people don't, don't want I mean, he is uh, the, probably the worst thing that happened to this country. But there could be something even worse, the, which would be a Twitler. With, and we spoke about this last week, that, was, that is not as stupid, that can spell, that knows when to keep his mouth shut, but is 
still advancing these Republican parties. Now, uh, uh, policies, uh, not party. The party is, I mean, it's Trump's party, but they, uh, Trump really, I mean, you got to get handed to him. I, I, I'm glad to see the, the end of the Republican Party in my lifetime, but I, didn't, I never imagined that it would be anything like this. And this is, this is what, oh, well, maybe, I guess it was a failure of imagination because the, as we saw, we've been watching for, for years, Republicans will do anything for, for power, privilege, and money for themselves and their pals. They, they will send your... You're, you, your son, your daughter, to die for their war of corporate aggression on a lie. They'll, do, they'll, they'll rip your health care from your baby your, with cancer. Right? They don't care. They'll take granny and make her eat cat food. They'll, they, how many people have to die splitting their insulin in half? They don't care. Better luck, next life sucker. You should have been born like Twitler with a, with a father that was rich, and that you could grift and, man- and manipulate to bail out your numerous failed businesses. Th- that's how, uh, then, you, then you would be worthy to, for consideration, right? Not, uh, not anybody else. If you work for a living, Joe, you're a sucker in their eyes. I don't care. They, they're talking about, um, you know, Twitler is some kind of working class hero, he is, um, he's, he knows how to manipulate you. He's, he's trying, not, not, not anybody. So it's like, look at, look at your friends. Know them by their friends. Know them by the company they keep. No, anyone who has any sense of, of, of intelligence or, or has eyes, right, to see, to really see this idiot knows what the hell they're dealing with. Anyone with any sense of dignity would not uh, be caught dead at a Trump rally unless they were there to disrupt it somehow. I mean, and you're really putting your life in your, uh, in your hands when you go there. But that's, that's the nature of fascism. If you're a normal person, you want to go there to tell these fascists to wake the F up because that's what we're dealing with. This is the end of the grand experiment if we are not careful. And I fear, I've been saying it, um, you know, for the few couple of weeks, but I do fear the Democrats are going to do it to us again by running somebody. Now, I mean, it's early, early game here, right? But I believe that Joe Biden is basically guarantees a Twitler second term. And it's not because nobody uh, I'm going to tell people not to vote for him if he becomes the it's not that I have that kind of power. Of course, I will vote for him if he becomes the nominee. But there are many people in this country who will not vote for him. And he's not and he's not inspiring you. It's a, and just being against Nazis, just being not Twitler is not good enough. And there's so many things. He's already putting his foot in his mouth in, in, in so many ways. He is, he's not standing for anything. Just recently, I saw that um, he, with his climate change policy, um, that he, he wants a middle-of-the-road climate change policy. This is how you handle a, a, an extinction-level event. You want a, an all-of-the-above, right? This is what... That, and here we go again with these 
Democrats, these centrist Democrats, I don't even know, what are they, centrist? Are they really centrist? They're just corporatists. They're just the Republican Party. They're the Republican Party. The Republican, there is no more Republican Party. The Republican Party are, is the party of fascism now. So the DLCers, the Joe Bidens the, uh, uh, of the world, are the Republicans. So there, nobody is going to get out and vote for a Republican, and especially young people, and, um, you know, just because he says, I'm not Twitler. Um, you got nothing to offer? You, uh, uh, that's not good enough. So, anyway, well, I'm just looking for this th- article that I, somebody tweeted, and I, I basically I tweeted it out saying, this is your reminder that a Joe, a Joe Biden nomination guarantees Twitler's second term. And then it's over. It's truly over. So, let me see. Hold on. Where is it? Where the heck is it? It's coming here. Here we go. Um, well, anyway. The other thing I wanted to... You know what's weird? This is just an aside. Every time... I, I, I have done... I've asked you, YouTube itself. What the hell? Every time I, I, I schedule the live stream on YouTube, a tweet goes out saying, for unapologetically liberal talk, Tara Buster with Tara Devlin starts now, when it doesn't start for 45 minutes. Where is this tweet coming from? If anybody could tell me, I've asked YouTube. I I don't know where YouTube is disconnected from Twitter. I have no idea. And this is why it's very annoying to be... uh, in this position, because not because then I spend days. I'm not even kidding you. I don't even know how many times I've I've been on YouTube just clicking around, clicking around. Like, where is this tweet coming from? For Christ's sake! And they don't even answer. Nobody answers. And then you go and you go into the the help, and it's you're you get lost in there for days. And no, and it's like, can somebody just answer this goddamn question? Where is this tweet coming from? Anyway, whatever. That's an aside. It's just fr- it's just frustrating. If somebody knows where the hell this tweet is coming from, just uh, tweet me. All right, <laughs> send me a tweet. Oh, brother. So, yeah. Anyway, the uh, we're in big, big trouble. So, yeah, this was. Joe Biden is preparing a middle ground climate policy that would reportedly include a role for fossil fuels. You don't, um, that's not, it's not inspiring. You don't, what what did um, the climate scientists say? We have 12 years to turn this, this crap around and it's not even, we wouldn't even be turning it around. We would be mitigating the damage. We are, we are already damaged. But that's, this isn't, it's not inspiring. It's not only uninspiring, it's, it's dangerous. It's deadly. These people want us dead. And they, don't they get it that we're leaving an uninhabitable planet to the younger generation? They have to clean up this mess. They're not going to be able to have a, an all of the above policy of, uh, that, that appeases the big oil companies that have a stranglehold on our politics because there's money in the goddamn 
legal bribes built right into the system. That is atrocious. What do you expect when you have legal bribes? The fact that we have these legal bribes is that's why we're here where we are with Twitter in the least upwardly mobile country in the OEC, OEC, what do you have? OECD countries, right? And don't get me going on that because again, again today on the corporate media, I keep hearing, well, with this great economy, with it's like, the it's it's like living in Orwell. It's like living in an Orwell novel. The great economy, the great economy, the chocolate rations are up. The uh, right, it's that that's what it feels like. We it just they just keep repeating it. Meanwhile, what's a retirement? What's a um, what what kind of a you know? I mean, what what kind of a country allows the think thinks we have a great economy? where you have the majority of working people can't handle a $400 emergency. How many times do I have to say it? That's a great economy? And they keep repeating it. It's great in the ivory tower, yes. But that's not an economy. You know what that says? That says you mean nothing, workers. You are nothing. They They don't even fear you at all. You have absolutely no power. You are the epitome of grist for the mill. Just grind you up and spit you out into the field, and you can fertilize the next generation of flowers that, they, that the rich can look at from their ivory towers because they like, they like flowers. But that's all you are to them. They don't care about you, and they don't fear you. So you, what are you to them? You're a joke. And that's what the jokes on all of us, unfortunately, because they because of the idiocy, the idiocy of the Republican Party, uh, the average Joe Republicans, which it's amazing that I I was where was I? I was, you know, because I'm going I'm looking around online, trying to grab different videos and, and whatnot to play on the show. And sometimes I find myself over at Fox in the Fox sewer. And let me see if I can. Pull this up in my history, because one of the things that is really the we the the rich the the lobbyists you know like when I hate to say it again you know Joe Biden well, made his announcement and then went straight to the uh, fundraise with uh, health insurance lobbyists health racket lobbyists but. Because they know they're really in fear. It's sort of like the big oil lobbyists know that their time is short. The time to really kill and rape and, and destroy the planet is, is short. They, they, they haven't done enough damage and they need, they need more money for themselves. And uh, they, so it's the same thing with the health insurance racketeers. And going on these... Um, the, on the right wing cesspools, it's it's unbelievable. When what's what's really depressing is reading the comments, and I understand that some of the comments when you, but this is more if you go on Huffington Post, if you go on Huffington Post or wherever, like a more left leaning rag, right, and you go through the comments. Sometimes the comments are the uh, they're they're fake. These are the bots. These are the the paper post. Now, years ago, with during Bush, during the first or the second Bush administration, right, 
um, they one of the things I used to do for fun was, was I would go on Huffington Post and I would I would root out the the paper post people pay p e r post right that's what I'm saying paper post and um, not pay not paper like you know paper like from trees or whatever but um, so because they that's before the bots were I guess even a thing and. But you would go on to Huffington Post, and you, uh, and they were there all the time. So it would be new accounts. These new accounts would have, uh, not millions, but they'd have they'd have a lot of comments in a very short period of time because in the think tanks, in these conservative think tanks, these well, I won't even call them conservatives. These fascist think tanks, like like um, Americans for Prosperity. And uh, whatever these coke-funded front groups, they part of the thing you don't do uh, have a um, unlimited supply of funds and and do just uh, just go meet your congressman for lunch. They're they're waging a psyops war. They've been doing it for decades, and it was it. I don't know. I I first remember noticing it on the Huffington Post in particular, where I would go in there and you, any, anything that was posted, especially this was during the first healthcare fight, that something would just go up there. An article would go up and immediately there'd be all these negative comments about healthcare being, uh, you know, whatever, what do they call it? Nazis. It's a first step to Nazism. This is what was their argument. Cause you know, Hitler in Germany had health care, so that means if you get health care as a right, that's the next step is being a Nazi. That's what they because it, it has to go there. They have to be, they have to stir up the fear, and it's and it's happening again now. But on the right wing sites, I don't. It's not really these are these. This is the I fear that these are real people, of course, because they're on the right wing sites. It's. Uh, and they're on there parroting the 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 talking points of their billionaire masters and it's so sad and depressing because you're the, these people are idiots you see they are they are useful idiots in their own demise these are people who will proclaim that they love uh, america right that they're patriots Meanwhile, they will, it doesn't matter to them that they live in a country where Americans are dying because they're cutting their insulin in half, they're rationing their medication, that they can't get health care, that they, that to them is a-okay as long as they can funnel, uh, some CEO can funnel more money into their own pockets by denying care. And that it's it's just it's crazy making. It's beyond it's Stockholm syndrome, frankly. And I really hope that Republicans get help for their Stockholm syndrome before they these average Joes Republicans get help before the Republican Party eliminates pre-existing condition uh, protections for good, because that's they're coming for it. And they are so. Let me see. Let's see. Um, 
Let's see. Well, there's some people that are arguing for, which is good. This is on this article where they, they have all, they, all of the scaremongers are out about single payer. And they're saying, um, Bernie Sanders is no magician when it comes to health care. Who's going to pay for this? They're constantly saying, it's somebody's got to pay. That's got, I'm not paying for someone else. And they're, they're, the, the blurb in this article is, Bernie the Magnificent claims he can provide all Americans with top-notch health care at bargain prices. The American people shouldn't fall for his sleight of hand. Really? Because in their mind, we paying double, the, twice as much as the next most expensive health care in another country, right? We, that's what we pay double, and we leave millions out, and we have the worst outcomes, measurably worst. That's good. That's a-okay for these idiots. We should pay double, and we should have less because everybody else on earth does it, but we're too stupid to do it, you see. And when I look at the comments on on threads like this, I think, well, yeah, we are too damn stupid. Look at these people. They love to defend their own demise. They, and it's really kind of sad because, um, the the divide and conquer strategy works so well on them. It's all about them. Sucks to be you. Uh, I got mine, sucker. And I guess you know they admire this Twitler freak for some reason for being able to get away with his crimes. It doesn't matter that every tax dollar that he dodged, every time he was in the red and and uh, declared a loss and got a refund or whatever, he, he took from us. We gave him another ride to the bank on our backs. And what has this entire family ever done to, to repay us? They have done nothing but embarrass us on, on the national stage, bring us to the brink of the, the, the destruction of the grand experiment. They're packing the courts. They're, they're dividing Americans against each other. It's, um, and it's only just begun. So I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so I was watching the, the corporate media, which gets me sick. And the only thing that they talk about on there uh, is uh, the, the who's in, up in the polls. That's the other thing. Every day, who's up in the polls? Uh, Joe Biden's this many points up. And, what, and the, um, also another thing that they like to talk about is um, socialism. How, how many Americans hate socialism? They, it, the, these are, that's all they do is report polls. Americans say that they're capitalists, and Americans just don't like the word socialist. They, but they never explain what the f they're talking about. Why are I don't care? I could read a poll too. Why don't they explain to these Americans what socialism is? Because these Americans, they sure they don't like socialism, right? They don't like being called socialists, but they sure want their socialist social security. And it's so irritating. And it's not even, it's not just irritating. It's infuriating. It's, it's head exploding, infuriating. Watching this every single day. Millions of dollars just 
right on, you know, on the uh, corporate media. That's what they, you know, pay these pundits millions of dollars to sit there reciting polls again and again. Who's ahead? Who's down? This one, that. Why don't you talk about the candidates, their policies? Joe, how many times do we have to hear Joe Biden is ahead? Who cares? What is he for? What is he saying? What's his policies? What about the destruction that's going on in this country? About every deregulation that's bringing us closer to the brink of destruction? Or how Twitter is packing the courts? And how the, they're, they're undoing all the protections in the Consumer Protection Financial Bureau? It's, um, and how, how does this... Don't just say that... Uh, Americans don't like to be called socialists. Explain. What, is socialism, um, there's, okay, yeah, they always talk, oh, well, we don't want to be like Venezuela, but we sure the hell would like to be like Denmark, for Christ's sakes, the, one of the happiest countries. How, how explain, Ex- use your freaking platform, but that costs money, that costs, that costs intellectual energy, right? You got to put energy into that. To come up with these stories. It's so much easier to put up a goddamn poll over and over and over. Oh my God. It's like, I feel like where this is the propaganda is, uh, it, it's, it's, I guess because I'm not buying it, I'm not falling for it, it it's so grating on me that they're constantly, every day, I swear to God, every single day, there's a story about. Not just Joe Biden in the polls. I mean, we all understand that. That's every single day. Joe Biden is up in the polls. Joe Biden is this many points up. Joe Biden went, he's uh, over here in Ohio. He's this many points up. And why aren't these people up? And this people uh, just went and got more money and maybe he'll be up. And it's, it's shut the earth up with these polls, for Christ's sake. But then it's the other, the other uh, sing, sing song is, well, you know, what is this Democratic Party being so socialist? Why are they adopting the, uh, and then even in the M, one of the MSNBC's uh, promos, they had, what's his face? Willie Geist, he's really a, a, a rake on a chalkboard for me, but he's um, saying how, oh, what, how can you address this, this far-left swing to socialism in the Democratic Party? For Christ's sakes, I wish there was a far-left swing. And wh- why doesn't he explain? What is the far-left swing? That universal health, every single Democratic uh, nominee potential, except for Joe Biden and who else? Beto. have come out for some form of universal health care. That's far left? What the whole world does is far left? But I'm, uh, maybe I should, I don't know. I was going to say turn off the corporate media, but you know what it is. It's just kind of, it's not, you can't turn it off because it's part of what we need to fight. It's part of the problem. The, it is the reason, part of the reason why we are here, where we are. Corporations have entirely too much money and power and say in our system. That's the bottom line. This is not democracy. This is the, that's why I opened the show with, it's the end. It's the end of the republic if we are not careful. And we cannot go middle of the road here. 
So there's nothing, it's not even just about inspiring people. It is about restoring. It's uh, not just somebody into the Oval Office who knows how to spell. This person has to recognize that we have been dragged so far to the right, we are unrecognizable at this point. We need to uh, save ourselves. And be, it's not just about having a nice, uh, friendly face back in the Oval Office that isn't, uh, that's against Nazis? Okay. Everybody's pretty much against Nazis, I think, right? I mean, on the, on the Democratic side. But, I don't know. Because we're, we're, we're in, we're in the, the shit here. Um, Trump is a Nazi, all right? He has not only, I mean, he's a moron, right? But yeah, can you, this moron has an entire apparatus behind it to prop it up and protect it from its crimes ever, forever having any consequences for its crimes. And by the time it is dragged out, hopefully in handcuffs, we are already um, very far gone because he has been able to reshape the, the nature of government in the sense that he has been able to pack the courts with not, not qualified uh, democracy-loving patriots, but with right-wing fascist neo-Nazi sycophants to, who are loyal to nobody but the unholy dollar and Twitler himself. So um, that's exactly what the Nazis did, everyone. So if it, it, don't be fooled. It's not, like, it's not that it can't happen here. It is happening here. We have a, uh, an unqualified, unfit con man in the White House, but he's got a lot of um, very clever, crafty, Nazis behind him, like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. They're, they're happily stuffing the courts with their flunkies. And, and it's not just about taking away a woman's r- privacy rights to control her own body. And that, that is, it's part of it. That is part of it. But that's only red meat for the base. They don't care. They, would, they, they step on babies. They'd kick a baby down a goddamn football field if it meant that it, was, it would protect Twitler from his crimes and funnel more money into their pockets. That, there is no doubt. They don't care. It's, they, they're stuffing the courts with, uh, with these sycophants to make sure that democracy really doesn't break out, that there will be no consequences for their actions, that they can continue to steal and entrench plutocracy without uh, us ever having to have anything to do about it. So they're coming for it all. And and I've talked to Bob Kincaid about this, and we've probably talked on air about this. What do they want? How much more? How much more do they need? What do they want? What do they need? They don't, I mean, of course, it's not about need. It's, it's about greed. But what do they want? They want it all. They don't like democracy getting in the way of their greed. They don't want it. They, and they will happily get rid of it. Just, and they'll call themselves patriots all the while, 
they do it as they dismantle the this this grand experiment that didn't really last that long. We were one of the short-lived ones, honestly, before it all came uh, unraveling. But it's because we allowed it. You know, we really did. And but that's it's almost like I when I said that I felt kind of bad because it's like you can't. Um, uh, it's almost because the the way that they set it up is that you really have to be working overtime and be really involved to uh, to to not fall for it. You know what I mean? Because the way that they set it up, the way that they did it a little bit at a time, just one deregulation at a time, one <clears throat> one uh, what do you call campaign finance law un- unraveled uh, at a time. The the way that they unraveled uh, access to health care, access to, what do you call it, um, education. The, you know, you used to be able to get an education in this country without having to come out $100,000 in debt to a bankster. And the fact that the Republican Party will do that will ma- makes it so that education is the providence of the rich. That's not an accident. That's what they want. It's the same. We've seen this world. This We have lived, not us. We, If you've read a history book, you know about this world. It's called the Dark Ages. The, uh, you have a small group of people at the top. Everybody, they get the, all the jobs, all the power, all the privilege. It doesn't matter if they're qualified for it. It's like Don Jr. You, he's qualified? But he's going he's gonna to inherit his ill-gotten gain from his daddy tax-free now, thanks to the Republican Party, which undid the estate tax. You know, there's a motorcycle outside. I'm sorry. What can you do? That's why I ask you to donate and become a patron, because maybe one day we'll be in a studio and you won't hear motorcycles flying by. Or maybe, who knows, maybe... I don't know. Maybe you'll hear me. Maybe I'll be on the on the cliff in Ireland or something. I'll do it on a cl- because I'll be I'll, I would have got the hell out of here by then. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm telling you, I mad uh, crazy about. I I'm like sometimes because I, I wax and wane between is it is it uh, worth it or am I just wasting my time babbling into a microphone because why it's it's happening anyway maybe i should just take my stuff and get the hell out of here and go sit on a cliff in ireland (laughs) i don't know it would be i mean i don't know i don't know because we only have this one life but then i'm like oh that's like throwing my just throwing up my hands in defeat i would never do that See, uh, thank you for talking me out of it. <laughs> this is what happens when uh, this is why I do the show too, because I it does get a little uh, daunting, and and people are like, turn off the TV. But that's how they win, you see. Turn off the TV. Turn off the news. We don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it. They don't because it's it's overwhelming. But this is why they're winning. This is how they were able to get away with it for so long. And it's also, I mean, there is a, uh, 
the denial. The thing that really pisses me off. Okay, I know I don't want to hear it. I don't want any more emails about Joe Biden. Okay, how um, we all have to support Joe Biden. He's not the nominee yet. Okay, and I really hope he's not going to be. I'd rather I, anybody but him. Frank and Beto. Honestly, the two of them I feel are very. There, I don't think they would stand a chance. It's he. Beto is like the Kim Kardashian of politics. He's got. He's nothing to me. He's an empty suit. He's he's like he's a flash in the pan. He um, knows how to generate publicity. But what do, what has he got? Nothing. I mean, really, he's annoying. His smile annoys me. His uh, his 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 optimism is that optimism or is it is that an angle? You know. Oh, he's playing that angle. And it doesn't feel real to me because we're not up against somebody that's, uh, that we can fight with a strongly worded email or a petition at care.com or whatever. We're, it's, we, we, we have a lot of problems here, and they have to be recognized. And, the, and one of the things that, that really annoyed me with, with uh, Joe Biden is that he, he said – Something that not only the climate change, which is that's honestly like a that is a um, you know what do you call it a deal breaker. You you think you that's that's your climate plan is uh, we have in all of the above the time for all of the above is over. Um, all of the above got us here on the brink of ex- extinction of an in uh, of, of the, what how many species we just what was that. I just read. I don't remember the number, but all the species going extinct. We're we're on the list. You know, you can't. We can't live without the circle of life here, right? We're in that whole balance. These species start disappearing. There, we're uh, we're on the list. And quite frankly, Earth can live without us, but we can't live without Earth. But the what was I going to say? Oh, Joe Biden said that uh, it's not the Republicans. The Republicans aren't the problem. It's Trump. Let me see. Let me see. I know. I, you know. I'm sorry. I I had this article open. Republicans, and now I can't find it. I have so many windows open because I I have all the articles I want to talk about, and then it all gets lost in the sauce when I start talking. So, um, yeah, Joe Biden made his way across Iowa on the first trip as 2020 presidential candidate. Blah, blah, blah. This is from the New York Times. An article written by Shane Goldmacher. Biden thinks Trump is the problem, not all, the re- uh, not all Republicans. Limited to four years, Mr. Biden pleaded with our ballroom crowd of 600 in the eastern Iowa city of Dubuque. History will treat this administration's time as an aberration. There is no disagreement among Democrats about the urgency of, of defeating Mr. Trump, but Mr. Biden's singular focus on the president as the source of the nation's ills while extending an olive branch to Republicans has exposed a significant fault line in the Democratic primary. Democrats like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren see the president as a symptom of something deeper, both in a Republican Party overtaken by Trumpism and a nation cleaved by partisanship. Simply ousting Mr. Trump, they tell voters, is not enough. It's a debate that goes beyond the policy differences separating 
a moderate like Mr. Biden from an insurgent like Mr. Sanders, which an insurgent, really, um, elevating questions about whether the old rules of inside the Beltway governance still apply. And it has thrown into stark relief one of the fundamental questions facing the Democratic electorate. Do Democrats want a bipartisan dealmaker promising a return to normalcy or a partisan warrior offering a more transformative change? Well, it's, um, is, are those really the two options? Can't we have somebody who actually understands what the hell we're dealing with? That it, it is not, Trump is not the, um, the, the sickness he is the symptom of the bigger sickness. Every step that uh, happened, this it, it started years ago. With it started with Nixon. It started when Ford pardoned Nixon and got him, let him get off scot free, for being a criminal. There's no consequences for these people. What about uh, the lying us into a war? No consequences. We're going to look forward, not behind. And then you have a Republican Party that runs uh, somebody like Sarah Palin simply because she fits some kind of Democrat. She 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 hits. She ticks some kind of demographic, um, you know, friggin glory hole for these idiots uh, to stick their Mario Kart uh, smaller than average hopes on into <laughs> anyway but it's do you think that a party that um that's why i always talk about when uh steve schmidt even though i appreciate steve schmidt who i haven't seen in a while now that i've said his name he's the republican um what do you call it a republican operative or a, a political insider in the republican party who is the person responsible for bringing for for elevating Sarah Palin into the national spotlight he unleashed that idiot so you have someone who was completely unqualified and they knew she was unqualified so they went and they met her in Alaska and because um what's his name you know uh John McCain needed um someone to balance out his ticket he needed somebody who was pro life you know and they won and the republicans um, and it's not, it's not pro-life, excuse me, pro-birth, excuse me, excuse me, we'll, we'll get into that in the other, in the next hour, but they, they needed someone, they wanted, uh, to seem like they were progressive by having a woman there. It, it's all about manipulating the dupes for the, for their own purposes, for their own political gain. And while during the process of vetting her to be vice president, of of preparing her to to uh, to run as Joe uh, with Joe Biden. I keep saying Joe Biden as John McCain's running mate. They it, um, understood just what a moron uh, who was re- it was the, someone who was unqualified and unfit to be anywhere near the uh, nuclear codes, especially one 78-year-old cancer survivor, uh, you know, away from the nuclear codes, right? But they did it. They, they, they uh, pushed her out there anyway. They continued with her anyway as John McCain's running mate. And um, Steve Schmidt 
apologized uh, recently. Apparently, there was he had a spat on Twitter with someone who called him out for. Now he's anti-Trump, which most people who with a brain and eyes um, can uh, who are, are anti-Trump. Of course, you can't fault him for that. But they, but to stand there and not take responsibility. But that's what the that's what people in the party of respon- of personal responsibility do. The the so-called party of personal responsibility never takes responsibility for any of the part that they, they play for propelling Sarah Palin. If we if without a Sarah Palin, there would be no Twitler. If we had a party that was that w- had integrity that wasn't worried about the, their winning their election, that was actually concerned about properly representing the people of the United States with the best possible person, not just, not just somebody. They knew that she was unfit, and they said nothing. And, and Steve Schmidt's excuse, he said his excuse for continuing on with the fraud of Sarah Palin was that, um, they understood that she that she wasn't going to win, that they weren't going to win. But too late. Damage done. What a different country this would be if they came out and said, you know what? She's unfit. We made a mistake. Who cares if you lose? Don't you want the people? It's always about the people, right? This is what they say. The people this, the people that. It's all we hear, though. The American people. Right? But you put the American people under the the uh, the 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 whims of a moron, and that was just Sarah Palin, an unfit moron, and with an entire family of morons, a bunch of of I mean I don't even know I don't want to say hicks from the stick I don't even know what they were they were these ignorance is is their rallying cry all of them, and I remember not too long ago the entire Palin clan went to some kind of house party and they got into a fist fight. Palin, house party. Let me just look this up. <laughs> Could you imagine if uh, the... Oh, this is what I was saying at the time. Uh, if, let's say, you know, remember Malia Obama or whatever went to... Uh, she went to some concert and she was dancing and uh, and the the right wing went nuts. This is... This is Obama's not even president anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, but they say nothing when the entire family, Sarah Palin, the, uh, her, her daughter, her son-in-law, the son, all of them go to a house party and end up in a fist fight on the lawn. This is, that's, the, that's the person the Republican Party thought was the absolute best, most qualified human being on the planet to be one 78-year-old cancer survivor's heartbeat away from the nuclear codes. So, let's see. Sarah Palin, this was in, uh, where was it? This is in 2014. Sarah Palin and her family were at the center of a lively party last weekend that erupted into a fight, with daughter Bristol Palin allegedly throwing a right hook a man uh, who says he was at the a guest at the party told ABC News, and then, and then there's a video which I wish I had grabbed, of of uh, Bristol Palin crying, you know, because she's a, she was a victim. He hit me. He right. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a light punch either. 
She was really hitting him. I'm surprised he, he just sat there and took it. And let's see. The Palin family was asked to leave the party after Track Palin allegedly attacked another party guest who had previ- previously dated his younger sister. I mean, this is... Think about this. Could you imagine? That's all you got to say. Imagine if this were the Obamas. Well, of course, it wouldn't be because they have class and they have dignity. And they're not a bunch of morons who scream and fight at house parties like they're on Jerry Springer because they know better. And, and they have better things to do. People who have better things to do don't uh, and have an emotional intelligence, too. You don't go to a house party and break into a fist fight on the lawn if you have emotional intelligence, which they don't have. They are unable to control themselves. And, of course, instead of taking responsibility, just like I was saying, the party of personal responsibility whines and cries and blames other people. It's all their fault, right? They were picking on you. So leave. Be an adult. Be somebody that was worthy of representing the 320 million diverse Americans. No. Right? Not these people. The fal- the pal- okay, yeah. I heard Sarah Palin yell, do you know who I am? All of us could not believe it. We thought we were watching an episode of Jerry Springer. <laughs> Anchorage police said members of the Palin family were attending a party at a home Saturday night in a fight, uh, which is what I just said, erupted outside. They declined to provide further details. Oh, man. Sarah Palin made no mention of the altercation in an appearance on Fox News on Hannity Thursday night. All right. Well, there you go. This is what we're dealing with. And and if Sarah Palin and these and now, believe me, we 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 have Americans right now that uh, want Sarah Palin to run for office and would vote for her again. And this is what we're dealing with. And meanwhile, you know, they're the, they're the adults. Oh, God, help us all. And, I mean, and I say God figuratively. All right, I'm just looking. What are we doing here? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's time for the breaky-poo, everyone. I'm going to take a breaky-poo. <laughs> I don't know why I call it breaky-poo, but whatever. It's a break. It's, it's about eight minutes. And I get a cup of tea, and I, you know, get ready for the second half, baby. Um, My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you guys for hanging out every Saturday evening. Please become a patron. Please, please, that's all I can say is um, you will keep the show going, and you will keep RDT Daily going. Uh, find us on Facebook, YouTube, all that. We have a large community on Facebook. You can join the fans page. We have an RDT Daily fans page and a Tara Buster page, of course. All right, I'm just looking for the right... All right, this is a break. We know um, Green News Report with Brad and Desi, and then we have Labor History, and my name is Tara Devlin. I'll be back in eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Human action is hurting nature. 
And that damage to nature is in turn hurting humans. Landmark United Nations report warns humans are pushing one million species to the brink of extinction. Trump administration repeals offshore drilling safety rules implemented after deadly BP oil rig explosion. Plus, upper Midwest flooding in 2019 breaks all-time historic records. All of those historic records and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The time for action is now. This report hopefully will stimulate the world to report. Thank you. Is he drunk? No, he's British. No comment. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I'm shocked at how little coverage this is getting, but uh, the upper Midwest has been flooded for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, this week the Mississippi River broke all-time historic flood records in parts of Illinois and Iowa. The river has been in flood stage for more than 42 days, and that has never before occurred since record-keeping began about 150 years ago. Meanwhile, the Trump Interior Department late last week repealed safety rules governing offshore drilling that were put in place by the Obama administration after the explosion of BP's Deepwater Horizon rig in 2010. Who needs safety rules? That explosion killed 11 men and triggered the largest offshore oil spill in U.S. history. It killed more than a million seabirds, fish, and hundreds of marine animals. But the weaker safety rules will save the industry a billion dollars over the next 10 years. So there's that. So there's that. Incredible. Also, this week on Monday, the Trump administration lifted endangered species protections from an endangered beetle in Oklahoma at the request of the oil and gas industry. Naturally. To enable the industry to build pipelines more quickly. It's the latest endangered American species to lose protections under the Trump administration. And it's all the more remarkable that Trump's latest attack on endangered species was announced on the same day that the United Nations published a landmark report warning that humans are altering the course of the natural world. We are accelerating the extinction of plants, insects, and animals at rates unprecedented in human history. In the most comprehensive study of life on the planet ever conducted, scientists with the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services has concluded that up to one million of the planet's species are on track to go extinct, many within just decades because of humans' insatiable consumption. The researchers blame human activities, farming, logging, poaching, fishing, mining, building, and more, including the resulting air and water pollution and, of course, man-made climate change. They say humans have altered about 75% of the planet's lands and two-thirds of its oceans. Land degradation has reduced the productivity of global land surfaces. A third of the world's fish stocks are overfished. Plastic pollution and pesticide runoff have created more than 400 dead zones in the ocean. This is not very good news, is it? It is not. This is a major study, about 500 researchers looking at 15,000 different scientific papers to compile this. This is a very troubling report. The international team of scientists also warns that these losses are threatening nature's ability to provide humans with clean air, water, and good soil, posing grave consequences because hurting nature is hurting humans and the ecosystem services that we rely on, our life support system, and our ability to feed ourselves, says UN Biodiversity Chief Sir Robert Watson. Nature helps to protect us against climate change, pollution, 
flood control, invasive alien species, etc. So as we convert our native forests and grasslands, we're not only losing species, but we're losing regulating services. We're degrading our land. And in the long term, we're threatening human well-being. We're threatening food security, water security, energy security. But the scientists say it is not too late to repair these problems, that there is still time to change course through transformative action. Here's UN ecologist and study co-author Dr. Anne Lara Godry at the press conference announcing the report. What we would like at the end of this report is to really give uh, the world a real message of hope. We don't want that people feel discouraged, that uh, there is nothing that can be done, that we've lost the battle because we have not lost the battle. And if given a chance, nature will reconquer its rights and will prevail. The report recommends a suite of major policy changes and says that individuals can also shift their own consumption habits. Does it make me bad that I was listening to Sir Robert Watson talk about invasion of alien species and thinking it might be nice if Someone came to save us. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. But nobody's coming to save us. We're going to have to save ourselves. For much more on that report and all of the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Who's going to save the world? Tonight, who's gonna bring it back to life? Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1913. That was the day Philadelphia longshoremen walked off the job. Led by the industrial workers of the world, the strike was remarkable for its militancy, its industrial unionism, and its interracial organizing. The Wobblies had been fighting to organize workers in the city for years. Unionizing efforts included Amalgamated Local 57, which organized workers across whole industries. Attracted to the IWW's message of interracial unionism, black longshoreman Ben Fletcher joined up readily and soon emerged as an early leader of Local 57 and then Longshoreman's Local 8. In his book, Wobblies on the Waterfront, historian Peter Cole notes the origins of the local started with the striking sugar refinery workers on the banks of the Delaware. Dockers made contact with the IWW during the strike and drew up a list of grievances and demands. And by this day in 1913, 1,500 longshoremen struck for a leveling of the hourly wage for all workers, regardless of skill, shorter hours, and union recognition. They held strike meetings every day and elected a committee of 15 with representatives from every ethnic and racial group. Cole notes this was crucial given the diversity of the dock's 4,000 workers. More than a third were black, another third were immigrants. The committee included Poles, Jews, blacks, Irish, and others. Strikers took on their employers and also the police. Beatings, intimidation, and arrests of strikers occurred daily and intensified as the ship owners attempted to herd in scabs. 1,200 coal and iron ore handlers joined in on the strike. The port was solidly shut down, and by the end of the month, the shippers were forced to concede to most of the Wobblies' demands. Industrial unionism and interracial solidarity had won the day. 
right, guys, thanks for hanging out and sticking around and hanging out every Saturday evening um, from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and on Progressive Voices and GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. And there's Francis Jr. Jr. behind me, everyone. So in case you don't know, he wears a, a soft uh, hood, I guess. So he doesn't lick himself. He's mentally ill, like the most of us. He he doesn't like Trump. It drives him... He, he self-soothes. He drives him insane. So I get it. I get it. So that's why we have to be compassionate. When I, I look at him and I think about all of us, really, the, he's a little animal that... He's not complex, but he also suffers. And we need to have compassion for each other. This is what we're all, we are all struggling in some form. We all need each other. We are all in this together. And the Republican Party is, that's, that is why they are, their entire agenda is based in bullshit. Eventually, they will lose if the truth and uh, if our better angels bear out. But um, right now, it's and that is why they have to lie to us constantly and 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 divide and sow all this uh, discord because they know that they're 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 fighting on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of humanity. Because we want, we want to be compassionate. We want to care about each other. And we do. I mean, most of us do. But I think it's... Uh, I, I mean, even... I talk about this... I've talked about this before. When I went to Washington with Mike Malloy, when they were first arguing about Obamacare, and I was interviewing all these, these Trump... Not the Trump supporters. They were Tea Partiers at the time. There was no Trump he was just a he was a future nightmare that no one could ever foresee but i mean i guess we could foresee it because the republican party we thought that when we when we had george bush that was the that was hitting bottom but we didn't know how rock bottom we can really go but talking to these people i remember them saying this one woman in particular she was like no one is saying that we we don't want people to get health care. No, no, we we want them to uh, everybody to be able to get health care health care when they need it. Or, but so I was like, well, what are you saying? Well, how are they supposed to get it? And she's like, well, you know, you go to the emergency room. So, but that, I'm like, well, that's why we're here. This is why where uh, we have these, we're, we're in this fight. I mean, the fight is and at, is and was at the time. It really is for regulation, to regulate the for-profit health insurance racket who, that was running rampant over our lives. They, they're, first of all, uh, we all know how I feel about it. They are an, un, we don't need the health insurance racket. They should be gone. They do nothing. There is no purpose for them other than to skim money off the top, uh, to stand in your doctor's office uh, between you and your doctor. I thought these Republicans were all about freedom, right? But no, they want the, some, some for-profiteer to stand in, the, in your doctor's office to decide 
how to limit your health care. That's really what it's about, because they don't get rich unless they deny health care. And they don't get rich by paying claims. They get rich by making sure you don't have health care. They nickel and dime us to death, literally. So even those those tea partiers at the time, those Coke-funded tea partiers, didn't want to admit whether they what I don't know what the hell their problem was. I was like, well, what do you what do you want? What is your plan? They're like, oh, the free market. Well, the free market got us here. There is no free market, and we we've gone over this before. There's no free market in healthcare because it's really your money or your life. People will do anything for another day on this on this rat hole planet, and it's true. They want it's true. Especially you have a child that's sick. You're sick. You want to live. That's what you want. You want to experience. You want to be part of this, this thing that is fleeting. But we want as much of it as we can get. And that's really, uh, nobody can be faulted for that. What we should do is help people to, to maintain uh, our lives. These republic. I mean, the, I, the things I want to talk about because, you know, we talk about pro-life, Right. These effing Republicans, what they're doing with uh, abortion, and they're, all they're doing is creating more abortions. That's another thing. But this, it's uh, the, 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 if Republicans were truly pro-life and really hated abortion, they would, they would be for universal health care. They would be for universal higher education and living wages and policies that actually reduce the numbers of abortions. In fact, as we know, Republicans aren't pro-life. They're pro-birth. And uh, it's, they're not kidding around this time. They are coming for our rights, and they're doing it because they know that the courts are packed with their flunkies. Oh, wait, hold on. What the hell is going on? Oh, <laughs> my little Tara Jr. You see, as the world is burning... Little Tara Jr. Jr. is playing with his cat toys. Good. You see what I mean? It's nice to be oblivious, right? But we can't be oblivious. We have to be at the barricades, for Christ's sakes. And so there you go. Um, but what was I going to say? The, I just heard all these banging over there, but it was the cat. And the, he, he has a toy box. And he goes in and he picks out toys. This is how I, I don't eat meat. I don't eat... Uh, animals i don't because i I see these animals and they they all they all uh they're like you know they're 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 creatures that want to live they are entity just because they can't sing and write poetry doesn't mean they don't have that desire to live and love they do love you know that anybody who's had an animal a dog or a cat understands that they love they feel love but to watch a little a creature go into a toy box and pull out his favorite snake toy. You know, you got to think. It makes you wonder about life. But anyway, whatever. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, so the Republicans, um, they're after abortion, even though they, they it's just, it's, of course, they, we have the true believers. Some of them really are fanatical and they hate women. They don't like bitches having control over their bodies, and they like to control. It's part of fascism. Their fascism is very patriarchal, and that's why you even the right wing women have to be 
misogynist. And in fact, in order to be a right-wing woman, you have to be even more of a misogynist than a right-wing male. Then they will accept you. If like Sarah Palin, for instance, Sarah Palin is a she is a misogynist. She hates women because and anything that uh, they they ascribe to a female, let's say a a traditionally female characteristic like nurturing, compassion. That's that's all weakness to them. That's what they think. Whereas we know, because we're normal people, uh, that that's not weakness. It's actually it's strength. It's, it's incredibly weak to be a bully. It's incredibly weak to get in a helicopter and hunt animals from, uh, from a giant with a, with a machine gun. That's, there's, there's something sick about that. That's not fun. It's, it's disgusting. And I never forget watching Sarah Palin on her reality TV show. Remember when Sarah Palin had a reality TV show? We thought that was degrading enough. We didn't know that we'd have a reality TV star, fake successful businessman, who real con man, as a so-called president. But Sarah Palin was on her, her disgusting reality TV show where she shot a moose and then carved it up like a giddy ghoul. Like, you know, like something out of a nightmare. That's, uh, what a disgusting display of, I don't even know, that's supposed to be strength? That's supposed to be, oh, well, you know, Americans love cutting shit up, right? That's supposed to be fun? That's what you do for fun. But you cut up an animal in, fr- for, in front of a camera. That, that was really, it's really a snuff film, frankly. She did that for ratings, and she wants, because she wants all of her, her followers to believe she's some kind of, uh, I guess, I don't know, she's a right-wing uh, heroine. You know, they, and they're always, all the Republican women, they don't, they, they understand their place. Even though they're women and they're allowed, they're accorded positions of power and authority because they are, they, they understand their role in the hierarchy. You see, straight white men at the top, and uh, women are underneath, even though they may have a, a position of authority, they always have to, uh, they, this is why you he always hear Republican women talking about uh, manning up, uh, attacking uh, Democratic men in particular for being weak or um, having, well, yeah, one of the things that really irritates me is when they talk about, oh, man up, man up. What is man up? Is that is that be like Lindsey Graham and suck Trump's taint in Macy's window? You freak. That's manning up, right? Manning up is being, uh, I don't know, why don't you just be a human being? Man up. Because the, uh, only a misogynist, a female especially, would say something like that. Unconsciously. Un- not understanding the power of language and what they're really saying. Man up. As if it's being a woman is weak, you see, right? And that's what they think. They, and they talk about ha- having, like, somebody's balls under uh, I remember somebody said something about something like that, having somebody's balls, like, you know, castrating them. It's really, they're very, um, not, they're not too um, complex, you see. You don't really have to be Sigmund Freud to dissect them. They're, all, they're like the cats in a way.
because cats are very they're yeah they're not they're not complex you don't have to really work that hard you want to, to get to the root of who they are right so it's sort of like the same with republicans except cats are cute and they are charming and um intelligent unlike republicans so and they offer things they have purpose in the world and uh unlike republicans really i mean i really think that the the it's the, it's not it's not it's just it's the conservatives they're they don't um they're not fit for power you see i i we're never going to really evolve i i think we're always we will always fight them in a way we'll always be fighting for our better natures right but we don't give the the least evolved among us position, positions of power because th- this is what happens. We get a twitler, we get authoritarianism, and the, uh, the because it takes maturity to function in a democracy, especially one like ours. And this is why public education is so important because you have to educate your children not to be sycophants and assholes you have to teach them that this is a nation of immigrants this is a democracy a a constitutionally limited democratic republic excuse me and uh, we have uh, throughout history the republics are very um, they are tenuous They, they must be cultivated and cherished then they must be protected at all times against the likes of a Twitler and the Republican sycophants that enable him. And how do they do it? How do they take over a country? Well, it's not, let's not just read 1984. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how they stack the courts and how they, uh, how the, the, they manipulate the the positions of power and how you don't like like FDR said organized money is just as dangerous as organized mob you don't allow money in politics and you don't allow the um, you know legal bribes into your system and if we ever get through this uh, uh, maybe future generations will say hey how how did it come to pass that the American Republic was just on the precipice of destruction by the worst human being ever to walk uh, (laughs) into a boardroom (laughs) and say you're fired. But no, I mean, how? We we allowed legal bribes into the system. And people in positions of power, like the president, when he broke the law so egregiously, were let off the goddamn hook. Like Nixon. Like Ford pardoning Nixon. That was it. That is the ground zero. For this bullshit. Well, it's not even that. I mean, yes, it's even before when they were they lied about the Gulf of Tonkin. They made up the excuses to extend the war. You, these are the Republicans. How many people died because they Nixon wanted was was negotiating in secret with our enemies to extend the war because it was good for his campaign. And and Reagan, too. All of these Republicans have committed treason all along the way, but they have never been brought to task. There have never been consequences for it. You know, the party of personal responsibility, right? They only stick to that motto when they're trying to deny some old person uh, medicine 
or they're trying to cut your Medicaid or your Social Security. That's the party of personal responsibility when they're coming for a hot lunch program. But they don't take responsibility for their crimes and their treason. And it's not, treason is just another electoral strategy for them, as we know, with even now. It's beyond belief that to, to wake up today and, well, I mean, obviously, every day you wake up, you, it's beyond belief, right? Because just the functioning of the human body is amazing. Like how we, so many things that go on. But anyway, but um, to wake up and to see Giuliani uh, conspiring again with a foreign autocracy, a foreign government to get dirt on a political rival which uh, now let me see. Let's see. This is Giuliani. So in case you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure some of you do, of course. Trump asked for and received help from the Rush. This is from the Washington Post from this is an, an article um, from Aaron Blake. I don't I won't say President Trump because he's the so-called president, but it starts so-called President Trump asked for and received help from the Russian government in his 2016 election victory, so-called victory. Come on, people. He didn't win. He received fewer votes. For Jesus. Um, and despite all that has followed, his lawyer planned to head to neighboring Ukraine for more political, for, for more potential political assistance. That was the almost impossible to ignore takeaway from former New York Mayor Rudolph W. Giuliani's remarkable interview in the New York Times with the New York Times as Kenneth, Kenneth P. Vogel. Giuliani was going to Ukraine to pressure the government to investigate cases that Giuliani himself admitted had bearing on Trump's political fate, and he didn't even really try to disguise the purpose. But now, after a backlash, he's canceled the whole thing. So I've decided I'm not going to Ukraine. I can't do his voice because I know it's like very, he's like, sucker and succotash. I've decided I'm not going to the Ukraine, Giuliani said. I'm not going to go because I'm, <laughs> I'll just do myself. Um, I'm, I'm walking into a group of people that are enemies of the president. And in some cases, enemies of the United States. You mean like Putin? Enemies of the United States, like the people that you're doing the bidding for. These are traitors, everyone. So I've decided I'm not going to Ukraine. Oh, I said that already. In the earlier interviews, Giuliani made clear he was going to Ukraine to press them on whether the Ukrainian government assisted Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign by disseminating documents about former Trump campaign. I mean, these people with Hillary... Wow, she is up their ass uh, like a like a tapeworm. <laughs> Jesus, does a tapeworm go up your ass? I don't know. Giuliani said he would also inquire about collateral matter of a Ukrainian energy company that employed and handsomely compensated one of Joe Biden's sons. But that's uh, that's actually bullshit, though. Um, it's so they're just they are peddling and conspiracy theories again to but that, that doesn't matter because they will just lie to their their assholes their sycophants at their nuremberg rallies who cheer and laugh when they 
call the press the enemy of the people or they talk about murdering migrants and they they the you know the vulnerable that's what you do as an american right as a as one of the good guys uh, when a migrant comes f- fleeing the country that you help that your government helped turn into a failed state the, uh thanks to the greed of co- of corporate interests you you shoot them right that's what you do as a uh, because USA, 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 right? This is this is what we're dealing with. These are the. I mean, these people are. They hate America. They hate this country. That's not uh, the actions of people who love America. If you love America, you're you you understand that we are a nation of immigrants. That we are the uh, the, the that Im- immigration makes us stronger. That the, our diversity is our strength, not the amount of billionaires we create or the income disparity or the fact that people die rationing their health care their, or their medicine. That doesn't make you great. That's actually a disgrace. And you don't, you're not made great by protecting the ass and the crimes of a con man. And and you're certainly not great when you vote for him. But, I mean, they did it. And a lot of them are going to do it again. Which is why we better pick wisely. And people, yeah, I love Bernie. Of course I do. But I don't, I'll vote for any Democrat. But it should be somebody that's going to, uh, that isn't Republican light. That, that has a vision. That gives people some reason to get out of the House and vote. For, to save this planet, not to um, sit up with a uh, comfortable shoot. This is what I heard on, on the corporate media again. They all want Joe Biden. We know this. We get it. But they, they were saying, oh, Joe Biden's just like a comfortable pair of shoes. No, he's not. He's, he's a step backwards. And people, it's, they don't want to go backwards. It doesn't matter. Don't they get it? Trump is the disruptor, no matter what, even though he's a liar. It's not about going uh, comfy. They don't see, and they didn't get it before. This is what gets me uh, very concerned because I said it before. Of course, I voted for Hillary Clinton, but it was not her time. Yes, and she was very qualified. We know that, but it was a change election. Democrats have been promising change for for a long time. And we, uh, the reason why we have a Twitler is because we haven't really been able to deliver it. We've only, Democrats have delivered very mealy mouth, incremental bullshit that pisses people off. It doesn't really fix the problem that we have, the many problems that we have of income disparity and the uh, upward immobility and... Uh, all the, the 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 United States of serfs and lords that we're living in, the, and the first step in fixing the problem is recognizing the problem. You don't re- you don't um, if you don't recognize it, how are you gonna move forward? Nobody wants to move backwards. I don't care if they say, "Oh, Joe Biden is somebody that uh, is makes people comfy." We're not comfortable. We want somebody to fix this effing mess. It's not about being comfy. They don't seem to get it. Yeah, okay. I, and, uh, I, you know, I'd rather have um, 
you know, what's her name? I was going to say, oh, of course, Kamala Harris. Any of them are more exciting than Joe Biden. That's the other thing. And they also have policies. What about um, Elizabeth Warren? But no, no, oh, Joe, why is Joe Biden? It's always like, and, and when they talk about electability, honestly, it feels like to me they're saying male. We need somebody electable, quote unquote. But what they're really saying is they need someone who's a man. For some reason, they, uh, I mean, this country surprised me when, it, when uh, Obama was elected, but, but that was because they, we had such a disaster with George W. Bush, and the economy was, we were on the verge of the next Republican Great Depression. And mark my words, we go into 2020, and they're crowing, and, and all over the corporate media, including the so-called liberal MSNBC, are all crowing about this so-called great economy that leaves all of us behind, except for billionaires, then Trump will win again. Win in quotes, of course. But he, people will vote for him again because they think, oh, well, the economy's going well. That's all they give a shit about. And so that's why you don't... You, you, they're, they're, they're going into a trap. And the other thing is... Okay, so we got it. Well, I'm looking at the time. We only have like 20 minutes left. So... Um, yes, Trump is a traitor. Giuliani's a traitor. These things don't seem to matter. That's the other thing that pisses me off they, about the corporate media. This is another thing they talk about all the time, which is not only, oh, Joe Biden's up in the polls and uh, nobody likes socialism, supposedly, except they all like socialist policy. So blah, blah, blah. We know what I'm saying. But they, they talk about nobody really cares about the uh, Russian interference into the elections. Why are they? Why is the stupid corporate media nothing but a uh, uh, a poll indicator? That's all they do is talk about. Why don't you educate them on what what the hell is going on instead of asking them? Do you care about the Russian uh, that Russians interfered in the election? Why don't you educate that? That is the role of the fourth estate. Don't just report that somebody is that we're living in a, a village of idiots. Of course they don't know what the hell they're talking about. These are people that say, I don't like socialism, but get your government hands off my Medicare. And they don't, but so they don't explain. It's just a constant, well, they don't, nobody cares about the fact that we have a traitor in the White House. Well, that's, be, well, why don't, you know what I mean? The, I mean, I'm saying a lot of babbling right now. That's because you're, you, the fourth estate, quote unquote, corporate media have abdicated your responsibility. Just reporting that they don't like, uh, they all want to talk about kitchen table issues. Well, can we talk about kitchen table issues and the fact that we're under attack, for Christ's sakes? That we were, that we have a traitor in the White House? Don't just report. That the morons don't understand. They want to talk about... Of course they want to talk about their kitchen table issues because they don't know what the hell is going on. Because obviously you haven't explained to them what happened in the... Uh, why, uh, when they were on Facebook, that they were being bombarded with lies generated from the Russian intelligence services. And it's happening again. 
And Twitler's doing it again. In fact, Twitler is um, himself the is uh, releasing ads on Facebook that are nothing but lies. And Facebook is pulling them down, apparently. And uh, they're and just as quickly as they're being reposted. So it's we uh, they're colluding again with foreign dictators, of course. Oh, and in plain sight, doing it, and also following the lead. They're, they are themselves placing lie-riddled ads onto social media to target and distract and divide and convince dupes to vote for their own demise. I can't believe what I'm saying sometimes. When these things are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, am I, is this a joke? Is this really happening? Am I, am I in America? Where the hell am I? Are we living in, um, am I living in a novel? In a bad one, because you wouldn't even an, a, a novel, if we propose this as a novel, they would be like, it's too far fetched. A reality based, I, I mean, a con man who played a successful businessman on reality TV, a tax cheating grifter in a family of grifters uh, that could rise to the highest executive office in the land. And it's going to happen again. Because we have the, the because we have the same establishment making the same mistakes. Oh, we all want somebody who's electable. What's electable? Somebody with the experience. Hillary Clinton had a lot of experience. No, we want somebody with vision that gets people excited. That's people. Moderates do not win. Oh, God. And I know that the Republican Party and the uh, the corporate media, they, they we're just going to keep hearing the, the drumbeat. It's just going to, uh, just like Hitler, Twitler, I mean, same thing, Hitler, Twitler, uh, constantly, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. We're going to hear the same shit constantly from corporate media. Oh, no socialism, no socialism, no socialists, co-socialists. Medicare for all. No, no, nobody wants it. Bullshit. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden, he's a comfortable shoe, comfortable shoe. Until we wake up on November 21st, 2020, and everyone is in shock again. That how did it happen? The world. I was was surprised that um, George W. Bush won a second term. And we, uh, I was, it's not just uh, me. I mean, how, there were, there was a whole apparatus against him too. I'm losing my voice again. So, anyway, I fear it's going to happen again if we don't pick wisely. If we allow the Democratic establishment to lull us into this bullshit fantasy that the American people want somebody who has a lot of qualifications? That's, yes, we do, but um, this, this, this whole process of vetting people who's, who can win, people want someone they can believe in, who has a vision. And not just my vision is I'm not Trump. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. How many times I'm going to say it? I'm going to probably say it every week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really fear it. I fear this. But I want it down as uh, 
please mark my words. But don't. I, uh, I don't want to have to say I told you so. I, I, I swear to God, I could see the future. I, I really can. And I hate it. Sometimes I, could, I know things. Not that I'm psychic. But sometimes you just have this, you just know things. You feel it. And I know that if the DNC runs Biden, it's not going to win. He's not going to win. I hate to say it. I don't care if he scares Trump. Or maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Obviously, we will all vote for all the Democrats will vote. But it's really the independents. That's the problem. And all those people who went from voting for Obama to voting for Twitler, they're not going to, I don't know, I, I can see them, if the economy is going well, so-called, that we're still hearing this bullshit drumbeat of this low uh, unemployment rate and the economy's great. Yeah, it's great for plutocrats, we understand that, but, and the, and the, there is a low unemployment rate because people have stopped looking. There's a lot of uh, very, there's, the devil is in the details of those numbers. But it doesn't matter because they keep pounding that drumbeat. And, you know, there's no such thing. The uh, Americans have to work these three uniquely American low-paying jobs to make even close to the standard of living that they used to consider the American birthright, but whatever, right? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And they're going to get all and, all... and you know that the right wing, the, the freaks, you have that 35% that doesn't matter what Twitler does. They're going to vote for him. These are the idiots that will... that. Doesn't matter. They'll kick a baby down a football field. They'll watch. They'll watch Twitler do it, and they'll vote for him again. They'll say that baby was a liberal, but um, and they wanted to see liberal tears, <laughs> which is another thing that disqualifies them. That's the other thing that pisses me off. When they say, "Oh, owning the libs." If that's if that's your agenda, you you hate this country. Owning the libs is your agenda. But you want all of the policies that liberals made possible for you. You want your pre-existing condition coverage so much so that you have these filthy Republicans all lying and cutting ads about they're going to protect pre-existing conditions. That's the other thing. The other day, the, the what's, where is this? The Democrats voted that um, to protect pre-existing conditions, just just pre-existing conditions, because Republicans are coming for health care. We know that they're coming for Obamacare because, obviously, they're petty child children, and Obamacare has Obama's name in it. And Trump is a little petty tyrant who couldn't, who is not fit to lick Obama's ass. Okay, I said it. Not I was going to trying to think of a body part. He's not fit to lick. The a pimple on on Obama's ass, and he knows it. He knows that, and he's so he's such a tiny little little tyrant that anything that has Obama's name on it, he has to get rid of. And Obamacare is it, even though all of these Republicans, these these morons, they love the provisions. They're like babies. This is why I can't stand Republicans too. They're unfit. To they're they're mentally and morally and spiritually unfit because you because they they lack the maturity to function in a democracy and 
in order to have a to function, you you, you have it's like that. That's the other thing. They're such hypocrites. They always talk about oh, we're the adults. Meanwhile, oh, uh, Twitter takes away the the most unpopular provision in Obamacare, the 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 mandate. Meanwhile, that's what makes the the pre-existing condition protections possible. All of the, they like to have their 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 ice cream, you know, but they don't want to eat their vegetables. This is basically the bottom line, like like children. And let me uh, so just the other day, the Republicans voted. Let me see, to um to undo. Let me see, where is it? I have it. I have it here. 183 Republicans vote against a bill to protect people with pre-existing conditions. The House of Representatives on Thursday passed a bill that would block the Trump administration from granting states the leeway to skirt Obamacare rules, a measure designed to ensure that patients with pre-existing conditions continue to receive receive affordable coverage. And uh, in a 236 to 183 vote of course all the republicans right all of all republicans voted against it the the bill is not expected to pass the gop controlled senate of course so let me just play this montage of the filthy bastard republicans lying about i support forcing insurance companies to cover pre-existing conditions I support forcing insurance companies to cover all pre-existing conditions. I'm fighting to protect pre-existing conditions. Kevin Kramer voted for guaranteed coverage for pre-existing conditions. I'm taking on both parties and fighting for those with pre-existing conditions. Everyone agrees we're going to protect pre-existing conditions. I'm committed to protecting people with pre-existing conditions. I do protect uh, folks with pre-existing conditions. That is just absurd to think that I wouldn't do that. In Wisconsin, pre-existing conditions are covered. And as long as I'm governor, they always will be. Republicans will always protect Americans with pre-existing conditions. Bullshit. Bullshit. They, where were you for, for generations when people died of pre-existing conditions? Um, so this is what gets me insane. So they want, of course, while uh, they, they dismantle all the pre-existing conditions protections. This is what they're talking. They want to get rid of Obamacare root and stem and branch, or whatever the fuck they said. And uh, but that's they're 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 lying right to their dumbass dupes' faces. And the other thing here, I I, I I captured this. This is it's the audio is not that great, but it's I'll play it for a minute. It's Scott Walker talking about pre-existing conditions let me see what the heck is it here we go i'm sorry about the audio but hi i'm scott walker my wife tonight is a type 1 diabetic my mother is a survivor of breast cancer my brother has a heart condition see covering pre-existing conditions is personal to me that's all enough because the 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 audio sounds like crap but that really irritated me of course that was during the his campaign and uh which he's no longer the governor thankfully but they it's just that whole my brother has a heart condition my mother has diabetes like you can't just be a decent person you have to 
have some kind of personal stake in the game because otherwise, F you, suckers, go die. Oh, I don't got nobody with, with uh, diabetes. Well, F you, die. Um, no, nobody in my family has a heart condition. Well, then I suppose I'm against any medication for heart conditions. I mean, this is who they are. They uh, talk about divide and conquer. They have reduced the American people to nothing but uh, just every man for himself and every woman for herself. It's forget e pluribus unum. They they disgrace our national motto every single day. What is e pluribus unum without uh, we're in it together? It doesn't matter whether you have a mother or father or daughter with some kind of condition or whether you have it yourself. You should be more of a patriot to understand that oh, uh, we're in it together, that it matters if somebody can't get their, their diabetes medicine, that it makes us a better country, a, a more perfect union. It doesn't, you don't need to explain it away. I have a daughter with this, a father with that, a mother with like you ha- It's all about you. It's, that's the Republican way. And it's uh, whenever they they always do the same thing. It's sort of like, oh well, my uh, my daughter is gay, or my son is gay, or that, that, oh that's why I'm voting for a uh, you know I'm voting against this marriage equality bill or whatever they're talking. Yeah, this is what Republicans do. They always have to couch it in some personal. It's it, this affects me. These selfish little petty little. Oh, I don't even know what's the word. They they diminish us all. They as they drag us down to their levels. They diminish us all. We have to remember that it it doesn't matter whether we have this sickness or diabetes or anybody in our family has has these has has a pre-existing condition. We're in this together. When people get healthcare, we are a more perfect union. It's better for all of us. That it doesn't matter whether you are, um, whether you have a condition, whether you're documented, undocumented. That's another thing they talk about. Oh, Democrats want to give undocumented immigrants health care. Yeah, you goddamn right. Because uh, I want everybody in this country to be healthy for all of us. Because guess what? Uh, infections or diseases travel. You can have you. You could be uh, eating at a restaurant, and there's someone in the restaurant that is undocumented that has a sickness, and uh, they, you know, this is how it spreads. You want people to be to be well and productive, and it, you know, it makes us a better country. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. The Republicans really just diminish all of us. And how, when I was thinking about what, what, what I was going to talk about or uh, what to name this show, um, and I was talking about dragging us back to the Dark Ages, well, let, let me just wrap it up with this, because that's, that's really the end of the story. That's what Republicans want to do. It's You don't have to look very far. You don't have to uh, really um, overthink it because we've seen the, we've seen this movie before. They, that is exactly what Republicans want. They want 
the rich to own everything, to run everything, to have all the power, to give all the power to their ill, uh, to their undeserving heirs, to their, uh, 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 the, and the rest of us will have just a, will just be a large, vast pool of huddled masses for them to exploit, and they will, that's why they'll have their, they, they want to diminish the wall of separation between church and state, because they need the, the, their religious authorities to tell the, the plebs to, you know, calm down. Don't rise up against your betters because when you, you know, just work hard and you'll get your reward in heaven. And the, the reason your betters are, are the way in their position is because God put them there. Right. And that's what the entire, that's European history right there in a nutshell, the last 2000 years of European history of Western civilization, I should say in a nutshell, that's what they want. And if you're sick, go, don't, you don't go to the government. You don't expect government or we, the people to provide any kind of services. You go to the church, you get charity from your church that, and this, we've been here before. And you don't get you don't. There's no public education, and that's the if you have if you want to get education, you you got to be rich, buddy. You get as much education as you can afford. That's what Romney said. You know, sometimes the Republican their their true agenda slips out accidentally. Get as much education as you can afford. That's the end of the story, and it's. It's happening now. A lot of democracies are weakening all over the globe. And it's really, it will look like a corporate oligarchy, right? A very, a corporate neo-feudal type oligarchy. And that, that's what, uh, where, where we're headed if we're not careful, if we, do, if we allow it. We have to remain vigilant and remain involved and fight these mothers like, you know, um, on Mother's Day, let's fight these mothers. So the, you know, I wanted, I wanted so many things I wanted to talk about on top of it, but time just goes flying by. But they'll, it'll, it'll never stop. There'll be more stuff next week to talk about because I only have now I have three minutes, two minutes, and um, yeah, because I want, I really wanted to talk about too. The other thing, I guess maybe next week, maybe we can open the phones or something, and we can talk about. What do you think about impeachment? Should we I mean the 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 Democratic Party is pissing me off obviously, but the this whole um Trump isn't worthy of impeachment. Well, what the hell is it? What what is worthy? We, yeah, is the is democracy worthy to impeach this 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 I don't even want to call him a dog. I like dogs. Dogs are dogs add value to the world. Yeah, exactly. We should impeach. I believe um the Democratic Party, what will history look back on this Democratic Party uh, and and say? It, it will. I, I mean, I know that history will revile the Republicans even more than we normal Americans and normal people of Earth do now. I call us the normal majority. But uh, what will history say about a an opposition party that does nothing? And allows it to happen, that allows him to get away with it, without um, the consequences. So, uh, uh, the uh, impeachment 
is not about uh, the polls. I mean, the Republicans did it. They they made impeachment a political process. But um, you don't stick your finger in the air and say which way is the wind blowing when you got a criminal squatting in the White House. Oh, anyway, all right, guys. So next week, I will be here, and we maybe we we could talk about impeachment. Somebody remind me. We'll open the phones and we'll talk about impeachment, okay? And uh, so become a patron. Become uh, whatever. Donate to the show. Help us stay on the air. And like I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you guys next week.